Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From KCBS Radio, I'm Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Monday, March 7th. We can't avoid gas prices right now. If you drive, you know. And even if you don't, you're aware because it's become one of the top stories here in the Bay and across the country. But there's one business already feeling the pain at the pump. Food pantries, a vital service for hundreds of thousands across the Bay Area. My KCBS radio colleague, Matt Bigler, has been on this story for us. And Matt, you had a chance to chat with some food banks from around the Bay Area. How have these food banks been affected by high gas prices? And how concerned are they with the state of things globally right now? Food banks are affected by high gas prices because they pay for transportation. They have to get the food from the farms to their warehouses, and that usually takes a semi-truck. And so when price for filling up that semi uh, with diesel fuel goes up, then they have to pay pay more in their budget. And it's really big. Uh, I talked to the Second Harvest Food Bank of Silicon Valley, and they said that their fuel costs have doubled, doubled in the past two weeks, largely as a result of the war in Ukraine, which has sent crude oil prices higher, which means that gas prices are going up, and they always go up faster than they come down. Yeah. So I was, I was, I knew that they would be affected by rising gas prices, but double their transportation costs. Uh, and to be clear, it's their freight cross, costs. So that's everything from the gas, the truck, paying the driver. And so that's just not in their budget right now. Uh, We also spoke with the uh, Food Bank of uh, Contra Costa and Solano counties, and they said they have already blown their gas budget for the year, for the fiscal year. And we're not through the, yeah, we're not through the fiscal year yet. So we're um, not through the first quarter yet. Right. And if they're paying more for those costs, that means they don't have as much to pay for food, (laughs) which is their primary business, getting food to low income families that really need it. And how concerned are they that? seeing food donations, uh, that that might be kind of the next wave of this, because, you know, the family that can afford food is going to be paying more for food, especially, uh, you know, as gas prices continue to go up and folks have to modify their budgets and may not have enough left over to give away to charity at the end of the month. Well, that's the double whammy, and it's really hitting the, the people who need the food because when gas prices go up, it hits the uh, the lowest-income families the hardest. They don't have as much extra money to pay for food if they're paying more for gas. So that means they have to go to the food banks for more food. Well, guess what? The food banks are also paying higher costs for, for gas. So it is a one-two punch for food banks. Now, we're not going to see food banks closing or anything like that, but right now it is tough. They're asking for donations. They're asking for uh, two types of donations. People can go to food banks and volunteer. If they don't want to give money, they can volunteer to pack up boxes. That always helps. Or, of course, if you do have the means, the message is going out to the Bay Area for people who can't afford a little to give a little bit extra. It's certainly needed by the food banks right now. That has to be a, a tough message to get out there uh, for a food bank who is their 
primary service is food, is actual food goods. It has to be a pretty tough uh, messaging uh, operation to go from asking for donations of food to asking for donations of money. How difficult, did you get any sense how difficult that is for them to solicit cash donations? It's always a challenge, I think. Um, it's easier, easier during the holidays because that's when people are in a giving mood. But um, I think they, uh, the hope is that people understand we're in a strange place right now. Inflation is going up. Everybody's feeling it. And it affects the people at the bottom of the financial ladder the hardest. Mm-hmm. Those are the folks who just don't have the savings to, uh, to pull out extra money to pay for gas. When gas goes up, they, don't, they can't pull out of the bank because they are – in some cases, living hand to mouth, mouth, and so and those type of folks are going to the food banks. I think when that message gets out there, people will understand that yes, there is a need, and everyone can understand gas prices. I mean, unless you drive an electric vehicle, and there are a lot of people who do that these days, um, you're you're also seeing the price going up at the pump. Or if you don't own a car, you may not see that. But for a lot of us, we understand this is something we're all dealing with. And if you can give a little extra more, maybe it makes sense because you understand what everyone is going through. So tell me a little bit more about the food bank that is close to or may have already expired their annual budget for fuel. What do they do in terms of finding a way to pay for gas to operate their their freight operations like they normally would? I don't think we're going to see their trucks stopping in the middle of the street anytime soon. They're still importing their food. But one interesting a uh, factoid that I learned from the Food Bank of uh, Silicon Valley, the Second Harvest Food Bank of Silicon Valley, that they are paying, in some cases, they're paying more for the freight than they are for the food in the truck. Oh, wow. Uh, because fuel prices are so high. Transportation costs are so high. Inflation is so high. So, for example, they may have a truck full of some locally sourced food from the Central Valley more often than not, but they're paying more to get it here than they are for the actual food. And the reason for that is that they have um, they source their food through farmers that are able to get low, uh, discount food, maybe some food that wasn't quite didn't quite look right that would normally go to the grocery store. So they pay less for that food, so the the uh, value of that food is slightly lower. So in, in in a case like that, that is the food on the truck, and the truck is more expensive than the food product. Oh, and so speaking of the Silicon Valley. Uh, food bank, the second harvest food bank that that you were just talking about. You had some interesting numbers in uh, your report about just the sheer volume of people that rely on these services every single month. This particular food bank in Silicon Valley, for example, 400,000 people every month and over 10 million pounds of food. I mean, that just puts into perspective what people would be missing uh, should there be any disruption or even just a slowdown, Matt, in the ability to to both stock their pantries and then continue their freight operations? Yeah, those are such big numbers. The, yeah. the food bank of um, Silicon Valley, the Second Harvest Food Bank, is a huge operation. I mean, they distribute food all over Silicon Valley. Um, and it's hard to wrap your mind around those kind of numbers. But I like the numbers of a really tiny food bank in Alameda. Uh, the Alameda Food Bank services the island of Alameda, and there are a lot of needy folks there too. And I think that to give you a picture of how demand is still high, uh, they said that pre-pandemic they were serving about 200 families a week. During the pandemic, I think it went up to about 700, and there's still around 700 families a week. So that's more than double the demand. 
Now, it has come down a little bit because people are going back to work. Uh, incomes have come up a little bit, but there is still high demand. And again, demand is is coming up once again because of the gas prices. Those uh, low-income families just can't afford as much food as they used to because they're paying more at the pump. KCBS Radio's Matt Bigler. Do appreciate it very much. Thank you as always. Sure thing. Thanks again to my KCBS Radio colleague, Matt Bigler. And thank you for listening. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day, and we'd love to be part of your daily routine. You can subscribe to us on the Odyssey app, Apple or Google Podcasts, and just about anywhere you listen. And we're on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. That's it for today's Bay Current. I'm Matt Pittman. We'll chat with you again tomorrow. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 